0: Hello and welcome to the uh, Lost Outback Podcast. I'm John Corrie.
1: And I'm Kevin Yank.
0: Yes, and we're coming to you live. Well, not not so live. In fact, <laughs> we could be dead.
1: As live as it gets in podcasts, I'm afraid.
0: Yes, but we're not going to talk about podcasts. No. It's been a week.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's been a
0: fantastic week, but
1: it, it has been a week. There's been seven days in it. It's been a week of chores for me, John. Really I don't know ch- about yourself. Um, You sound like you have something to tell me. (laughs) Well, my uh, significant other is celebrating a birthday this week. Happy birthday. Well, I will relay that. Thank you. Um, But birthdays, especially significant ones, come with a lot of chores. And we spent most of this weekend out uh, preparing everything, so the party is just perfect. And uh, I don't know if you know women. Uh, I thought I knew women, but I'm learning things all the time, and... What I learned this weekend is that the perfect party starts with the perfect outfit. Of course, yes. And uh, we were out shopping, and it turns out the perfect outfit starts with the perfect underwear. Of course, yes. Yes. So uh, I got to experience, not for the first time, I must say, but certainly as awkward as ever, the uh, boyfriend tag-along bra shopping experience. You poor, poor, poor bastard. Thank you. (laughs) I'm, I'm glad we're both guys here. We can... Uh, Commiserate on these sort of things, but I'm sure you've been through this, John.
0: Um, No, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) All
1: right, fine. I'll I'll wear it all myself here. But here I was standing in the shop, and it's okay when you're browsing around with your girlfriend because you can—you've got something to keep your eyes on. You can. you can stare at the back of your girlfriend's head as she moves from, from shelf to rack to whatever they have in these places. And, and you're being a perfectly respectable human being as long as you keep your eyes on the girl you came in with. So you're not a pervert. Uh, I, exactly. You are not a pervert. Until the moment comes when it's time for her to make the trek to the change room. Oh, right, yes. And yes. you're left on your own. And suddenly, without warning... You're the guy standing alone in the bra shop. You're the pervert. No, you are the pervert. Or at least you do your best not to seem one. You stand in the corner, you look at your feet, or you pick the most ordinary looking pair of whatever they have on the rack. If it's a full length nighty with uh, some sort of uh, stripe motif, something that your grandmother might wear to bed, this is the perfect thing to pick to stare at.
0: Right. So so you're basically trying to prove that you're not a pervert. Exactly.
1: I'm not interested in any of this stuff because it's not on my girl.
0: So essentially, you're kind of um, a lingerie refugee. Yes. <laughs>
1: Lost in the wastes. <laughs> well, exactly. And my plan was going great. It was, it was business as usual, and I was staring at, um, I'm not sure what, but I think it had a floral pattern, and uh, then all of a sudden, it all went pear-shaped.
0: All oh, right, okay. Was that kind of a pear figure, or? <laughs> I wish. The hourglass figure? No, it was, was pear-shaped, okay, right. Unfortunately,
1: so that... my phone rang.
0: Okay, and it, it vibrated, did it?
1: No. It did vibrate in my pocket, Oh yes, but I took it out. But you're not a pervert. Moving right along, took it out, and answered the phone, and guess who it was?
0: Uh, uh, I, I, God.
1: It was actually you, John. You called me.
0: Oh, really? Did I? I didn't
1: tell you at the time, but you called me and we were we were making plans and uh, suddenly, you know, you you take the phone call and you zone out into this bubble of phone call land and you lose track of whatever's going on around yes, you. Yes, yes. And, and I just, you know, I must have been pacing purposefully from one side of the bra shop to the other, talking to you about plans for whenever and uh you know i completely lost track of my surroundings so kevin i'm gonna ask the question what happened what happened was as soon as i ended the call shut the phone i looked up and i was standing in a um heroic captain kirk like pose one leg up on this uh this this block-like structure that was uh, the home to a very life mannequin wearing what must have been the dirtiest, naughtiest little thing in the shop. And I was sort of um, perched on it, having been talking, you know, at full volume into this phone. And I look up and I'm basically staring this mannequin right in the pelvis. And I'm like, this can't be
0: good. No, 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 no. But like, and, and t- was anybody looking at you? Well,
1: that's the next thing I looked around to see. And I looked over to the cache. And, and everybody was looking at you. Well, not right away. Perhaps they were. But the first thing I noticed was the, the woman behind the cache was demonstrating a pair of stick-on breasts to the woman in uh, uh, at the cache. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes.
0: Sorry. Um, go back a step there. Stick-on breasts. Look,
1: like- I'm no expert, but they were breast-shaped pink things that she was cupping against herself. Right. Draw your own conclusions. But all I know is that the woman who was obviously uh, planning to purchase this item turned and looked at me and turned very red in the face and, and uh, did her best to uh, pretend she was elsewhere.
0: Wow. God. Kevin, you've suffered. <laughs> it was a
1: complete disaster.
0: <laughs> and, and, and 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 this is like... You haven't even had a party yet. You, exactly. haven't, you haven't even got the dress yet. Yes,
1: if she only knew. If she only knew.
0: I went to Italy last year, mm. right? And when I was there, um, you know, one of the things we had to do was get some... European underwear.
1: Oh, because the, they have the good stuff over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the better stuff is in Europe. You know, right. Australia. If I was
1: standing in a European lingerie shop and I was trying to find the safest thing to look at, it probably would have been the thing I ended up staring at at the end of this phone call.
0: Well, the thing is like, well, like, you know, you got to buy lingerie in Europe. And the thing is, right, the... The Europeans, or at least the Italians, or at least this shop, I don't right. know, right? I might be making gross generalizations based on this shop. I'll go along with that. But they um, they had a completely different attitude towards lingerie. Um, it seemed to be a bit of a family affair. Oh. You know, and you, know, you just kind of go in there. There'd be husbands with their wives or kind of, I don't know, man with woman. Yeah. And be in there, and he'd be helping her choose them, and she'd be picking it. And, w-
1: would he follow her into the change room? Yeah. Seriously?
0: And the, well, not... Almost. Okay. It it was, there was a very, 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 very thin line. And you don't know where it is. Oh. You um, walk
1: in and from your Australian, European. Sensibility, yes. Sensibility. You're like, well, there are no boundaries here. No, there is. There's a huge boundary. Well, yes, there's no boundaries there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and you're like, where does it end? And next thing you know, you're trying to walk in after your girlfriend into the change room and you get stopped and thrown out of the country. Yeah. I don't think I would have been like honestly everyone it was um, it, it was amazing
0: like you, they they're in this small little kind of cubicle you know this and they they are kind of like the the shop attendant comes in and she'll kind of like march in and she'll kind of like see the the woman with the the gear on, and then she'll just like grab her breasts and start pulling the you know the various kind of cables and <laughs> straps of whatever you have on bras and tightening them there, and then saying no that won't do ripping that won't do. ripping it off her right. and then running into the store and getting another one and putting her on. There's no kind of um, are you being served? Right. You know, it, no sort of kind of I don't know English reserve. It's just like literally you know these people just come in and it's it's like being in a I don't know. It's like being in a um, a
1: mechanic shop or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you I can it. just picture a bra being tightened by one of those power jigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was full on.
0: Um, so look, um, I I I think that you should go to Italy. Really, that's what you should do. Okay. And next time you next it'll time you okay. you want to go shopping with your girlfriend right. for your bras, just go to Italy. Okay. Yeah. And if yeah. you
1: call me there, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be expensive. <laughs> this experience happened to me and i'll tell you about it in a moment but what i took away from it was a reminder that you know we can be as open we can be as open minded about the various races and cultures that make up society as you like but we are still hard as we try subject to these these stereotypes that color our views of people especially yes, when you see them, them at a glance yes color so to speak Especially when you see them at a glance in a, in a shopping mall sort of setting. All right, Kevin, you're on very thin ice here.
0: Well, I'll be over here on the shoreline okay. with a rope, okay? It's
1: not as bad as it sounds. We were in the grocery store and we turn into the next aisle and there is a man of clearly Japanese descent. And there's nothing wrong with that? No, nothing wrong with that at all. With his family and he is holding in his hand looking as if he plans to buy it, a package of VHS videotapes. Okay. And I'm at my immediate instinctive reaction is, my God, man, what are you doing? You're supposed to be the example for us all in terms of technology, and you're holding on to the old VHS videotapes. Why are they not DVDs in your hand? In fact, why are they not some kind of new disc technology that we've never heard of?
0: Yeah, God, you, you did, right? It's, it's just like, man, Japan, you're slipping up. You you're know letting I mean?
1: down the team.
0: Yeah, God, that's, that's just dodgy, isn't and it? And you know,
1: he was a family man. I'm sure maybe he didn't have the money to spend on DVDs for his family. Or perhaps even it was just his kids that had some sort of school project and they needed VHS videotapes because that all, that's all they had at their school. There's a perfectly reasonable explanation for this, but my gut reaction was, my God, man! You're backward backward example of your people.
0: Yes, yes, the next thing you'll be using I don't know uh pieces of like old parchment and writing yes, with yes. ink.
1: Yes, yes. One step away from stone knives and bear skins as they say.
0: No, no, that's 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 um that's disgraceful. I think Japan really needs to get its act together to be frank. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: now I'm the one standing on shore, John.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. They 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 need to get their act together. Um, you know, just I'll pull the finger out. You know, um, let's face it. Uh, you know, uh, you know the Walkman was pretty cool.
1: The Walkman was pretty cool.
0: Pretty cool. It's cool, man. Um, the iPod's cool. Yeah. You know, um, I don't see iPods coming from Japan. No, exactly. You and in fact, I,
1: they're playing catch up.
0: Yeah, you know they're playing around with these robots. Wow. You know, I was pretty excited with those robots that are yeah. kind of dogs. And,
1: you know. Oh, they got cancelled. I read just a few months ago the the iBo dogs got cancelled. Exactly. They put them all to sleep. Oh. Tossed them into a sack and put them in there with a rock and tossed them in the river.
0: Kind of euthanized the dogs. Exactly. You know, you know that come on Japan. You know, you're you're the um, the the technological leaders of you know the consumer world. Um, you know, come on.
1: They're brewing something up. I know it. They You're must have some secret quiet, project that the works.
0: The quiet before the storm. Yes, exactly. Oh, I wonder what they're working on. Mm. Mm, I wonder mm. if anybody knows out there what the Japanese are working on. Because I reckon, you know, they're, Kevin and I reckon they're scheming. Yeah, they're they're just playing bluff, and they've they've got like the X project.
1: It has something to do with reusing old VHS videotapes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, mm, that's it, yes, mm, I wonder what it could be. Hello, and welcome to Dinkum Aussie History. This is the segment of the show where we try to take a serious look at some of the historical points in Australia's development, such that you, the home listener,
1: can learn more
0: about Australia. Kevin, do you know much about Australian history?
1: <clears throat> None at all.
0: Oh, good. Well, have I got a story for you. Um, have you ever heard of William Buckley?
1: William Buckley. I must say I have not. That's the right answer. Is he a footballer?
0: No, no, no. But he was. Okay. He was six foot four. Right? Yeah, he was, a, he, he was a very tall guy. Mm. He was from England. Mm-hmm. And um, he um, fought against Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Well, he was like, a, I think, a foot soldier in Napoleon's army. Oh, sorry, in had a Wellington's army or something like yeah. that. And um, stole a couple of sheets of fabric and um, said it was a bomb wrap, you know. And <laughs> he was sent, Sing Sing, down to um, down to Australia. Right. You know, so he was a convict. Mm-hmm. So As, many ha- As many did, I understand. Many, many did, yeah. Um, so he was sent down to Australia, right? And, you know, it's kind of stuck down there in the uh, New South Wales, which is where, where Sydney is, mm-hmm. breaking rocks and that. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of said, uh, look, you know, we're, um, we're starting up a, uh, a new prison, kind of a, a prison startup down in um, a place called Port Phillip Bay. Right. right. Um, you know, do you want to be in it? Well, they probably didn't say that. They probably said, you go over there right so anyway next thing you know is our man William Buckley is on a boat mm-hmm. you know and he's been sent down to Port Phillip Bay now Port Phillip Bay is uh, where many years later they, they, they built the marvellous city that is called Melbourne yes. modern day Melbourne modern day Melbourne where, where this podcast is coming to you from in a not so live fashion mm-hmm. anyway William Buckley sent down there and he's, he, he's down in um, he's down in Melbourne uh, it wasn't Melbourne back then And he's in this kind of prison startup. And there's like, I think there's something like 20 prisoners and like 10 guards. And, um, you know, kind of one night they kind of say, oh, you know. We can take him. Yeah, bugger this. Ha! I knew it. Um, Well, they didn't really say we can take him. It was more like, uh, let's bugger off. Oh, right. um, The fighting Aussie spirit. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose it was, yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, three of them just kind of, um, you know, stole a boat. You know, just kind of disappeared. And off they went. One of them was um, William Buckley. So uh, off William Buckley went with the three of them, and they made their escape. And you know, started a football team. They were free. No, they didn't start a football team. Okay, they were free men, and um, you know they had a bit of a bit of a fight, I suppose. You know, you know two's company, three's a crowd. So two of them disappeared off. Do we s-
1: know the names of these men? Doesn't matter. Okay,
0: um, they, they, uh, they're called I don't know john and jack right so john and jack says to william uh look william uh you're you're out of the band uh we're gonna go to sydney and they had no idea how far away sydney was sydney was like nearly a thousand kilometers away right and um they, they, they just went so poor old william buckley um you know six foot four tall guy Stands out in a crowd.
1: Uh, yeah, particularly when there is no crowd. Right. Um, is just like left in Port Phillip Bay. Now... Sensible of his friends. You know, you're prison escapees. You don't want to be spotted that easily. And yeah, if you go, you're trailing around a six-foot-four d- freak with you. I'm sorry. Six-foot-four... Um, height.
0: Uh, height um, upstanding member of society. Yes. Well, he wasn't because he was a prisoner. Okay. Um, a convict, but it was a bum rap. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, William Buckley is left there by himself and... Um, the other thing that happens to him as well is that the actual uh, prison col- colony, the uh, the startup, uh, was a bit of a flop. Oh,
1: um, well, 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 well. Can can I stop you there for a second? How how? What do you have to do wrong to fail at running a prison? Well These guys failed. Okay, they failed.
0: I don't know. They I think they they forgot to. Like, they get didn't water. feed
1: them, or they, get, they forgot to give water or something oh, like okay. that. Okay. So everyone died.
0: Well, I don't know. They but they basically that's pack-
1: a tough prison. Oh, yeah, If yeah. you get sent there and there's no water. And basically, that, well, that sounds like a success to me. That's it, when yeah, you well, send the very worst to the worst.
0: But, but it's pretty tough, though, like, for the actual prison guards. Like, if they go and say, well, we got no water either. You know? Oh, right. So, anyway, they're all, they're all packed up and um, they got in a boat and went down to Van Diemen's land.
1: So, Buckley was just the first of many.
0: Well, Buckley was the last man left. Oh. Okay, because what happened was... His friends like, left and he went back to prison. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 Jim and Jack, or was it John and Jack? John yeah. and Jack went to Sydney, right? Never heard of again. Mm. They, they, the. Prisoners and the prison guards mm. uh, in the prison startup, they said, "Oh, will bugger this. You know, we've already had three people run off. It's too hard. <laughs> so they got in the boat and they went down to Van Diemen's Land. And uh, so basically. Yeah, Where is Van Diemen's Land that's, nowadays? That's Tasmania. Okay, great. Yeah, I think they should have called it Van Diemen's Land, actually. I think it's that's a better a name. Great name. It kicks ass, Van yeah. Diemen's Land. So you're left with William Buckley, last man standing, right? So he's there, stuck in what was to become Melbourne, this modern metropolis of, you know, three million people. This is like, you know, 180 years ago. William Buckley, middle of nowhere. No water to make coffee. Nothing. Nothing. Well, there wasn't coffee. Exactly. Nothing. So there he's there kicking around. What do I do? What do I do? And um, eventually he kind of catches up with the local Aborigines, you know, and they kind of of get on with him and they're kind of friendly to him. And um, they kind of, you know, some of the women kind of introduce him to the tribe and say, hey, we found this guy. He, he's a bit pale, a bit tall, but, you know, he seems to be all right. Mm. And, you know, he's invited into the tribe, you know. What age approximately was he at this point? Uh, he would have been kind of, I think, 30. Okay, right? so 30 past his formative years. 30 years, yeah, 30 years of age. This isn't but,
1: going to be a story about someone growing up... Amongst the Whoa. native Aboriginal this is, this people, is,
0: this kind of just chill my thunder, you know. Oh, um, sorry. This, this is kind of what happened. So, like William Buckley is, you know, kind of adopted by the tribe, and then one day they kind of looked at him. and one of them goes, says, "Oh my God, do you know who he is?" And they say, "Who?" Hey.
1: He's a footballer.
0: No, he's not a footballer, because so football hadn't been invented yet. All oh, right. He's our former chief. He's the reincarnation of our former chief. Holy crap! We just didn't recognize him. So, all of a sudden, William Buckley is the, the spirit of the former chief. So, he went along with it. it well, yeah. Yeah, well, so would I. He's afforded special privileges. Yeah. You know, and he's kind of uh, given special kangaroo furs to wear. And he's told he's not allowed to hunt. He's not allowed to hunt because spirits don't hunt. All right. Uh, however, he did become proficient in the, the use of kind of tribal weapons and, you know, paraphernalia. And, um, yeah, so William Buckley, you know, leaves England as a prisoner, ends up in. What is to become Melbourne as a um, spirit god. Wow. Hanging out. And then... What uh, happened? Well, this is the way it goes for 32 years. Right? He lives with these guys for 32 years. One day he kind of says, oh, bugger this. I had enough of it. I don't know, like he's probably sick of being a, kind of a god. And um, decides he'll wander off and have a look and see if he can find some kind of white fellows to hang out with again. Yeah. I, I, maybe I an argument. but I, Might I like suggest
1: that. that was his first mistake really why well i don't know where this story is going but, okay you know any any good story if you're sitting in the lap of luxury and you decide one day it's not good enough i'm going to look for better it's the beginning of beginning of the end it's, it's the start of your
0: downfall uh, i'm telling you like every every story i will cover in this new segment is something that should be made into a telly movie anyway, okay so anyway he wanders back and who does he find uh, he, he, wonders, he finds prison he fir- warden. The first white man he finds, or the first kind of white group he finds. He finds Batman.
1: Right, yes, okay. I'm, I'm not going to fall for this one, John. I actually do know that Batman is a perfectly valid name of the time.
0: Yes. Uh, would, you, would you care to explain who Batman is?
1: I have no idea, except that there is a park named after him here in our fair Melbourne.
0: Uh, Melbourne was almost called Batmania, believe it or not. Um, Melbourne was established by... John
1: Batman I don't think it's too late Right To call it Batmania Uh, Yeah I don't think it could still change
0: I think William Buckley You know If he had it his way He would have called it Batmania Because you know He's pretty cool If Hollywood
1: were making A new Batman film And there was enough money in it I bet you That Melbourne would change its name God knows It changes the name Of enough other things (laughs) So but anyway, that's a talk for another day.
0: Anyway, so he kind of wanders in. There's Batman. He says, hey, Batman, how's it going? Um, uh, oh, in fact, he didn't say that because he'd been with the uh, kind of the Aborigines for 32 years and he'd lost the power of English. Hmm. So it actually took him months to actually regain the power of English. And the power of English. <laughs> yes. His English mojo. Um, so anyway, he, he acquires English again and he kind of says, yeah, look, you know, I was a prisoner, uh, ran away, uh, I'm back now. Uh, and um, he's, he's given a royal pardon. And uh, he becomes uh, an interpreter and he, he basically um, acts as a bridge between the Aboriginal culture and the, uh, the, the, the white culture that was coming in. And then he, uh, he does that for about a year or so and says, I'll bugger this. Gonna, again, yeah, again. Bugger this. Uh, I'm going off to Van Diemen's land. He goes off there and he marries a woman who is actually um, five foot tall. So she's actually as short as he's tall. And then, um, you know, he kind of hangs out with her for 18 years. And then he's, he, he's killed by a cart.
1: Serves um, him right. I have to say, you know, you leave the nice cushy job as the the reincarnated chief of the aboriginals. You're asking for trouble. But fate throws you a bone and sets you up as the chief... Uh, what was it? Uh... Arbitrator, would that be the correct term? Yes. Ambassador yes. between the, the native people and the mm-hmm. arriving English. You get a full royal pardon. Again, uh, he just goes, not good enough. I'm going off to <clears throat> Van Diemen's Land. Yep. Um, twice asking for trouble there. And uh, I think fate gave him his due.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, he was hit by a cart.
1: That was the end of his story.
0: So uh, that's uh, this week's... Uh... What's it called? Uh, Dinkum, Aussie history.
1: Aye.
0: Have you ever
1: experienced the power of diesel? I have not experienced the power of diesel except perhaps riding on my bike next to a very large uh truck that nearly knocked me over. Alright, take that memory, that, that, that truck there, okay. That was
0: power. Yeah. I um I, I I I've been helping a friend move house and um I I hired a uh, truck, you know? It was a um it was uh the the biggest vehicle that one could hire mm. without having to get a special license. Mm. This is the biggest thing I've ever driven. It was a truck. You drove it? I drove a truck. Wow. Me. And um, it's diesel. It's okay. like It's the diesel club. It's very
1: possible it was you nearly knocking me off my bike. Probably, because I, t-
0: I was a madman. I was possessed. Okay. It was, it was the power. And, um, you know, it wasn't a big rigger. You know, it was like, uh, it was a two-ton truck. It sounds know? pretty big. Um, a bit of a translation for the people that live on the British Isles. A lorry. Um but anyway yeah i was um I was in charge of this truck today, uh, Kevin, and
1: oh God, I felt the power You was know, mm. this truck, you know and um it, it it's more than just you the f- missing link in your life
0: well, look i, I I've never gave been, you that
1: manliness you've been searching after
0: Well yeah I, I i felt like my balls would drop, you know it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was fantastic, yeah, but um, I you was, do have
1: a little more hair on your chin, I have to say,
0: <laughs> well yes yes and, mm, yes i I feel so much more. I just want to go out and
1: take over the world. For the people at home, this uh, episode is having to be engineered specially to keep John's uh, voice at the the tone you've become accustomed to.
0: Yeah, There's elephants in the next neighborhood that are just kind of, you know, putting their kind of, I don't know what they've got, kind of paws. Yes. (laughs) 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 Paws in their their ears, because they've got really big ears to, to, to stop them from, you know, exploding with the... Right. The baseness of my voice today. Okay, so but,
1: besides your balls dropping, what's the news?
0: <laughs> well, it's a whole package. You know, the the, 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 the truck thing, the diesel yeah. thing, the diesel club. Mm. You know, um, because like, as well as kind of having this big kind of big grunty thing. You know, um, you, you, you you go to the petrol station to fill it up and say, no, I don't want petrol today. You know, or gasoline or whatever you call mm. it. You know, I, I don't want that today. Um, diesel. I want some diesel today, my friend. Yes, you know you, you pull over to the special diesel area. Yeah, and uh, you know you kind of get out of the truck and you you, you get the kind of yeah. what do you call it the diesel dispenser thing? You know, uh, yeah, the, the, the spigot. thing, spigot, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <laughs> right? you kind of put it in, you know, and you kind of have to. You know, take the the screw top off this kind of forty four gallon drum that's kind of bolted to the side of your 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 truck. Yeah. You know,
1: put it in. <laughs> I'm sorry, my my voice is breaking because I just can't keep up with the level of the, the, testosterone exactly. in this room. And,
0: and you know, and some other guy is like, in, you know, in a, a massive truck next to you, like you know, this big thing, you know, this like thing that's got you know shipping containers on oh, the back. Did of you it.
1: do the nod? Oh, it certainly
0: did. Ah. Oh. That's great. So I'm there, you know, and I'm just kind of, yeah, you know, hang on. Yeah. He kind, of, he kind of looks at me and says, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah. I kind of scratched the balls. Yeah. He was in his truck, but you could tell he was yeah, scratching his yeah, yeah. back at you. Yeah, and it was, it was brilliant. It went all the way, like for, for lunch today, okay, um, you know, like doing all this moving. And, um, you know, we said, oh, let's get lunch, you know. And, um, did and you I, go through the drive-thru in your drive No, shop? no, no, I didn't. But we're going for the orders, you know, like somebody said, oh, you know, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I'm going to go to the shops and get it. And everyone saying, oh, yeah, look, I'll have um, a cappuccino, decaffeinated cappuccino, and I'll have a salad sandwich on a light rye. You know, that was kind of the typical oh, thing. what did you order? I ordered it. Pie. Yes. So I have a pie. Yes. You know, give me a pie, you know? Coffee black. Yeah, black. <laughs> Sludge. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just possessed me today. Uh. And, um, but just the last thing though was um, just, just you know, as I was kind of like returning the the truck back <laughs> to to the uh, what would you call it, the depot where the depot, you know, where I picked it up, you know, the the hire place. Um, I was just like at a traffic light, and this uh, you know this um, stopped there by myself, and this big truck pulls up beside me, and I kind of you know uh, you know kind of make eye contact with the with the driver, you know, and he kind of you know waves at me, I wave at him, I scratch my balls, mm. you know, Yep and then um, you know this kind of small kind of little car pulls up, you know, in between us, wow, yeah. and um, I just kind of looked at him, and he kind of looks at me, and think, ha, ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, yeah Yeah. you know yeah i know exactly what you mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: you know yeah it was was just nice you know i i just had a a day you know a day of it yeah it's a a little kind of slice of how the other half live wow
1: yeah you know they make those little cars that with diesel engines nowadays really yeah you can get the little ones with diesel engines now do you think it'd be the same
0: Imagine, imagine that, like, yeah, you know, just like kind of pulling up at the traffic lights, and, you know, maybe yeah, because they're of, meant
1: to have yeah. really good mileage. If you you get a little okay. car with a diesel engine, but, but the, do they make noise? Yeah, I, I don't know. If you loosen the right bolts, they might do, just do that.
0: Yeah, Maybe I should get one of those. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, I, I'm going to look into it. But anyway, it's, that's my day. It's been great, you know. Mm. Yeah, great.
1: Pleasure talking to you as always, John.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Yes. And, and um, I'm glad that we've had this cultural exchange, mm. you know, and, and I just hope that the, 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 the listeners out there just feel, you know, they, they know more mm. about, about us and Australia. And, and William Buckley. And William Buckley. Yes, the adventures of William Buckley. <laughs> Sounds good. I
1: learned a lot, John. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks to the Podsafe Music Network for music in use. Uh, Visit lostoutback.com for show notes. And this show is released under the Creative Commons license.